Chapter Nine. As Gorm and Wickham reached the main track leading to the crig, the skies clouded over. The air grew cold, and the wind blew against their bodies, beating them back. Gorm gazed out across the void where the icy currents swirled. Can't you let up? Just for an hour or two, he complained. But if Wind heard, it was too busy to reply. Gom unslung his pack, took out a handful of shimmery stuff, and shook out the folds. It's going to snow. Wigan watched with interest as the wind caught the stuff and ballooned it out. What's that? A wayfarer's cloak. Gom held it out for him to feel. Wayfarer's cloak. It looked much too thin and fragile to be of any use. Wiccan slipped off his glove and closed his fingers about it, squeezing it to nothing in his hand. The stuff was light and silky as Creekmoran hair. More. Even in the murk, it shimmered, shifting colour under the darkening sky. Wiccan eyed it thoughtfully, thinking that this seemed strangely familiar. All at once he remembered Istrid's shawl. He looked up. Where did you get it? Gon pulled the cloak around him and set the hood in place. It was a gift. Why? I've seen something like it. A shawl belonging to the princess. Could it have come from the same place? It's possible. Gom's face was hard to read from the shadow of his hood. But Wiccan now was sure of it. Istrid's shawl was from the same place as this one. Had hers been a gift also, maybe handed down? Had Grigmoran once moved among the folk who made such things? Wiccan would like to have pressed Gon further, but that one didn't offer more, and Wiccan knew by now to let well alone. They moved on. As they climbed, and the way grew steeper and more rugged, Wiccan looked back constantly, expecting to see Gon lagging. To his surprise, that one kept right on his heels, face intent under his hood, moving with no apparent effort. I'm a mountain boy. 
they paused for a bite and a swallow. This gate, Gom said. It will be locked and well guarded. How do we get through it? There'll be patrols in and out. We tag onto the back of one. Rick and didn't sound so sure. Gom nodded, just as she feared. But never mind, he thought. He himself had travelled to Sundborg without the slightest clue how to get inside. And hadn't he tagged on to the back end of a caravan and gone in under a bag of salt? He tightened his knuckles on his staff. By fair means or foul, they'd get in somehow. When the track got really steep, Wiccan tied them both together as Ethat had taught him. Snowflakes whirled, padding the trail, sticking to the soles of their boots. The layers forming clumps that grew so thick and heavy they had to keep halting to knock them off. They scaled the two cliffs and trekked on. The snows eased, but the clouds, layer upon layer of dirty grey and yellow, gathered steadily overhead. The clouds finally bellied down, smothering them in thick, wet fog. Wiccan led Gom upward with care, keeping the rope taut between them. The cloud-packed sky grew so dark that it was difficult to see. It must be near sunset, thought Wiccan, peering up through the murk. The time the all bestirred themselves and went out on the prowl. Were the creatures in the mountain still? Even as he wondered, out of the grey loomed a spindly black shape. Wiccan explained, wishing for his knife. Then, realising what it was, he let out a puff of relief. What is it? Gom pulled up beside him. A spent torch stump, Wiccan said. Unreplaced. A bad sign. We're almost there. Come on. Gom moved on at Wiccan's heels. After all these years, another testing time had now begun. No matter that he'd learned so much, that he was wiser, or should be, the old anxiety was starting up, risking his skin, making him shiver. Gon took count of the spells stowed in his staff, 
and the even more potent spells embedded in his star stone. In his staff was the bread and butter path, invisibility spells, the simpler transformation spells, spells to light their way, spells to halt folk if quick escape was needed. He'd have stored more of everything if he'd had sufficient warning, but with care he ought to make them last. That thought hardly reassured him. Too many times things had gone awry, forcing him to use his wits alone. Still, he had the star stone now. While he had not as yet unlocked its alien powers, he had found that it somehow boosted spells that he stored in it. Those he'd set within its spaces for this journey were powerful indeed. Even so, Gorm swallowed, and with difficulty, I can tell you, to think that the Lady Leanna could be alive after all these years and lying under this peak. Worry had chafed at him all the way up there. If only he had found Vala, just for an instant, as he'd sat before the workshop stove, he thought he saw her, eyes wide, startled. Something about the glimpse he'd had of her had been familiar. Dull light under canvas. A tent, yes, a tent just like the one Yurov had housed him in on the way to Penrangor. What was Vala doing under canvas now? Was he doing right, rushing up the mountain like this, taking Liana's rescue upon himself, instead of staying home to seek out Vala? Not if Wiccan was right and time was short. Vala was half a world away from the Dunderfoss. According to Wiccan, Leanna had only hours, if they could get her out. Wiccan thought that they would carry her down between the two of them. But with the mountain up in arms, how would they even get her out? And how could she possibly survive such a descent? Wiccan had not yet reached that reckoning, but gone had. And up in Argus workshop, he'd thought of a solution. But until he found how things lay, he decided it were best to keep it to himself. Gorm's ears popped. The air had thinned. They were higher now than he had ever climbed. 
they must be nearing the gate, he told himself, swallowing to clear his ears. Wiccan tugged the rope. The gate is up ahead. Time to disappear. Gom nodded. Once we do, we could lose each other. We'd best stay tied together. He raised his staff, ready to pull his invisibility spell. You first. Wiccan raised a hand in salute, then vanished. Pack and rope and all. Now you. Wiccan's voice came disembodied out of the thin air. With great care, Gom pulled a frugal point of light from midway down his staff, stretched it, and let it fall around him, encompassing the rest of their gear. They moved on, Gom aware of the rope about his middle, thinking what a good idea it had been to stay joined. Rounding a rock pile, Wiccan stopped. We're here. Gorm gazed up at massive timbers set deep into the mountain wall, so tight and cunning that not even a spider would creep through. A good gate that, stout, secure, leaving no room to hide. Atop it, a deep slit told of the watch guarding the gate's approaches. Here, the torches were still tended, the flames casting drafty light onto the glassy, well-packed snow in front of it. Envying Wiccan his spikes, Gorm trod flat foot across that treacherous stretch, conscious of the watcher high above their heads. At least they left no tell-tale footprints, he told himself, and cast no shadow. As they reached the wall beside the gate, Gom leaned forward. What now? We wait for a chance that might not come. Gom tightened his hand about the stock. If the mountain were still overrun with forest, the gate likely wouldn't open any time soon. He thought of his serum flask and wished he'd stuck it in his pocket. First chance he got, he'd take it out of his pack, Wiccan's brown bottle too, and keep both handy. Speaking of his pack, impossible to get comfortable, to lean against the wall with it in his back. Impossible to take it off, for they might have to move at any moment. Gom shuffled his boots, his feet inside them already numb with cold, despite Wiccan's elixir. 
fresh worry seeped in with the cold. He patted the rope around his middle as if to reassure himself that it was still there. Once inside the mountain, what if somehow they still got separated? How would they find each other, invisible as they both now were? Both? Gom glanced sideways. Wiccan wasn't truly invisible, he reminded himself. He only called folk not to see him. Gom recalled the fleeting glimpse he'd had of Wiccan when they'd first met, and that quite unprepared. If he set his mind upon it, could he overcome Wiccan's gift again? From under the shadow of his hood, Gon fixed on the patch of wall where Wiccan stood. There, a dark shape was forming. A moment more, and he saw Wiccan clearly in the failing light and his shadow wavering against the wall. In his elation, Gon's concentration shifted and Wiccan disappeared. Annoyed, Gon pulled himself back together and tried again. And there he had Wiccan once more in plain sight. As if sensing something, Wiccan turned his head. What is it? I'm thinking of inside. That certainly was true. Twilight deepened, and the torch flames shone more brightly. From time to time, Gom glanced to Wiccan to reassure himself that he could still see Wiccan's image, until his mind grew so tired he had to let it go. The thump of heavy boots revived him. Night patrol. Wiccan sounded relieved. We'll follow it in. Into view tramped some dozen Quigmoran soldiers, bearing pikes and ragged torches. One shouted to the watch, was answered. The massive gate wound inward, just wide enough to let men through in single file. A fresh squad moved out smartly. The returning crew went in. The gate groaned shut. The bars screeched into place. Gone and Wiccan were inside.